Thank you so very much for joining me once again on this broadcast. I so greatly appreciate it. The fact that you would take and invest of your time truly does encourage me. I'm not just saying that. I've heard from dozens of you how much this broadcast has meant to you, and it truly does move me. And I'm so very thankful that you are a part of our Bible Tracks Incorporated family. Our ministry of putting out gospel tracks for the last 80 years has only happened because people like you, number one, pray, but also give, but further, you actually use our gospel tracks. And as we are here ending our second week focused on encouragement, what we are going to do today, very simply, is share some anecdotes, things that I've accumulated here and there, some stories, some illustrations about encouragement that I think might be a help to you. We're going to jump right into it without further ado. A man who had recently been ousted from his profession for an indiscretion, what you could call a mistake, an error in judgment. He took work as a low-level construction worker simply to put bread on the table. He was barely qualified for even that, and he was suddenly plunged into a drastically different world. Instead of going to an office each day, he was hauling loads of concrete block up to the fifth level of a construction site. Gone was the piped-in music in the corridors. Now he had to endure the blaring radios with all sorts of wicked music. Any girl who walked by was subject to rude remarks and whistles from his wicked co-workers and profanity shot through the air, especially from the foreman. All of this just discouraged him. The foreman's primary tactics were whining and intimidation for blankety-blank sake, you blanks. Can't you do anything right? I've never worked with such a bunch of blankety-blank lowlifes in my entire life. All of these things just wore him down. Near the end of the third week, the new employee felt he could take no more. He told himself, I'll work till break time this morning and then that's it. I'm going home. He'd already been the butt of more than one joke when his lack of experience caused him to do something foolish. The stories were retold constantly thereafter. I just can't handle any more of this. A while later, he decided to finish out that morning and then leave at lunchtime. Shortly before noon, the foreman came around with paychecks, and as he handed the man his envelope, he made his first civil comment to him in three weeks. Hey, there's a woman working in the front office who knows you. Says she takes care of your kids sometimes. Who? The foreman named the woman who sometimes helped in the nursery of the church where the man and his family went. The foreman then went on with his rounds passing out the paychecks. When that lowly construction worker opened his envelope, he found, along with his check, a handwritten note from the payroll clerk. She had written, when one part of the body of Christ suffers, we all suffer with it. Just wanted you to know that I'm praying for you these days. He stared at the note, astonished at God's timing. He hadn't even known the woman worked for this company, but here, at his lowest hour, she had given him the courage to go on, to push another wheelbarrow full of mortar up that ramp, and in the future, to change his life and live for the cause of Christ. What a story of encouragement. That leads me to a story that almost brought a tear to my eye as I read it recently. 
heard a touching story that illustrates the power that words have to change a life. As I mentioned today on the broadcast, we're just recounting some tales, some true stories of encouragement. As we close out this week where we've talked about David and his mighty men and how he encouraged himself in the Lord, I'd like to bring this down to our level. Sometimes all it takes for me is just a small illustration of the goodness of God and how to be an encouragement for me to realize I can be encouraged and moreover, I can encourage others. Here's a story that illustrates the powers that the power that words have, the power that lies right in the hands of those listening right now. A young lady named Mary had grown up knowing that she was different from all the other kids, and she hated it. She had been born with a cleft palate and had to bear the jokes and stares of cruel children who teased her about her misshaped lip and crooked nose and garbled speech. Remember, this is before the time of being able to use plastic surgery and things to fix it easily. And with all the teasing, Mary grew up hating the fact that she was different. She was convinced that no one outside of her family could ever love her. Until... That is, she entered Mrs. Leonard's class. Miss Leonard had a warm smile, a round face, and shiny brown hair. While everyone in her class liked her, Mary came to love Mrs. Leonard. In the 1950s, it was common for teachers to give their children an annual hearing test. However, in Mary's case, in addition to her cleft palate, she was barely able to hear out of one ear determined not to let the other children have another difference to point out, she would often cheat on the test each year. The whisper test was given by having a child walk to the classroom door, turn sideways, close one ear with a finger, and then repeat something which the teacher whispered. Mary turned her bad ear towards her teacher and pretended to cover her good ear. She knew that teachers would often say things like, The sky is blue, or what color are your shoes? But not on that day. Surely, God put seven words in Mrs. Leonard's mouth that changed Mary's life forever. When the whisper test came, Mary heard the words, I wish you were my little girl. I wish you were my little girl, was what Mrs. Leonard said to Mary. Fathers, mothers, and everyone under the sound of my voice, I wish there was some way that I could right now communicate to you the incredible blessing which affirming and encouraging words have, the impact they can have to children. I wish that you could also sit in some of the offices that I've sat in when I've counseled or been a party to counsel and heard the terrible damage that individuals received from not hearing affirming words or encouraging words, particularly from their father or their mother. While words from a godly teacher like Mrs. Leonard can melt a heart, words from a father or parent can powerfully set the course of a life. Maybe you grew up in a home where encouraging words were rarely spoken. Let me give you a few tips on words or phrase that can brighten your own child's or or friend's life and eyes. 
These words are easy to say to anyone who comes into your life. How about this? I'm proud of you. Or, way to go. You did it. I knew you could do it. What a great helper. Hey, did you know you're kind of special to me? Very special to me? I trust you. Good job. You're a trooper. Well done. That's creative. You made my day. You're a joy. And on and on and on. How about this one? I'm here for you. When was the last time you encouraged someone? When was the last time you changed a life simply by a well-turned phrase? I'm not asking you if you are an orator. I'm asking, friend, if you are looking for opportunities to be an encouragement. I'd like to take that opportunity right here and right now. I'd like to tell you that if I can be a help to you, if I can pray for you, if I could in some small way counsel you, if I could in some way just be a sounding board for you, me and or my wife, I would love to hear from you. There are many ways that you can get in contact with me. You can uh, text me directly at 309-316-7240. 309-316-7240. To date, I have not broken my record. I have responded to every single one of you that has responded to me that way, that has texted me, and I will continue to do so as the Lord allows me the liberty. At the conclusion of the program, the announcer is going to give you a lot of different ways that you can get in contact with me, and I pray that you will. But beyond that, maybe you're out there and you say, I don't really need encouragement at this moment, but I feel convicted. I feel burdened about being an encouragement to others. What an opportunity we have to serve God in this great way. I will end the broadcast today with this one last anecdote. It's sobering but maybe it'll bring to bear the importance of what I'm talking about. Dante Rossetti, famous 19th century poet and artist, was once approached by an elderly man. The old fellow had some sketches and drawings that he wanted Rossetti to look at and tell him if they were any good or if they at least showed potential talent. Rossetti looked over them carefully. After the first few, he knew that they were worthless showing not the least sign of artistic talent, but Rossetti was a kind man, and he told that elderly soul as gently as possible that the pictures were without much value and showed little talent. He was sorry, but he could not lie to the man. The visitor was disappointed, but seemed to expect Rossetti's judgment. He then apologized for taking up Rossetti's time, but would he take just a look at a few more drawings, and these done by a young art student? Rossetti looked over the second batch of sketches and immediately enthused over the talent they reviewed. These, yes, these are good. This young man, whoever he is, has great talent. He should be given every help and encouragement in his career as an artist. He has a great future if he'll just work hard and stick with it. Rossetti could see that the old fellow was deeply moved. Who is this fine young artist, he asked. Your son? No, said the old man sadly. It's me, 
40 years ago. If only I had heard your praise then. For you see, I got discouraged and gave up too soon. Can I tell you? If you allow me, friend, you are loved. You may say no one in your life cares for you, but I know one that does. Jesus Christ, God Almighty, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's John 3.16. Look it up and read the rest if you're unfamiliar with that verse. Friend, thank you so very much for listening. If I can be a help to you, listen to the announcer now and get in contact with me if you would. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.